Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, you ready, JB? Yes. Phil, you, you on board? I'm on board. Uh, just before we start, actually, I, boys, I'm sorry. Uh, it was my round on the baked cakes for the quiz later. I, I don't like this music, Tim. What, no, are, you, what are you trying to tell us? I What's happened, Tim? I, I just I, let's let's be open and upfront at the very start. I don't have any baked goods. We're recording this podcast oh. a day later because you boys wanted to go out drinking. We did. Yesterday, we did that successfully. Yesterday, <laughs> I bought. So I had some baked products all ready to go, and I left them at home before I came here. Oh. I can only apologise, and I know that as well as rugby, that cakes is the other big talking point that we have on this podcast. Um, and I'm sorry to anyone else who's disappointed by the lack of cakes on today's podcast. This is only going to be about rugby. Hands in. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Well, there we go then. A weekend of European rugby. So much to talk about. There's been rants. There's been fights. There's been bad tackles. There's been odd articles in the paper. And there's been a, tons of top rugby on the field as well. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that today. And we want your input as well. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. That's where we tweet and share our thoughts and have conversations in between now and the next podcast. But right now, you are listening to the very latest one with me, Tim, with JB. Good day, Tim. And with Phil. Hi, Tim. How would you describe JB's get up tonight, Phil? <laughs> um, God. It's, tough to, it's, it's all rugby gear. He looks like he's just come off the training pitches, to be honest. You look like someone who's lost about seven or eight stone and hasn't bought any new clothes. <laughs> Some big, big I think clothes. I look um, a little bit chavvy today. So I was driving my car in, and the guy at the top class security operation, which we have out the front, asked me to wind down my window, got my black hoodie up. But I was listening to Margaret Thatcher's spoken word CD. <laughs> he was so conflicted. Oh, dear. Right. So much to talk about. I actually don't know where to start. I'm going to suggest that we just go through some of the, some of the big games of the weekend and the talking points. There's loads of them will come just out of that. So where do you want to start? Bath. Bath. Friday night, yeah. Friday night, Bath game. Bath. Bath. Yeah. In the quagmire. So oh. does this mean Bath are back in it now? Well, officially. The bonus yeah. point win, they missed it? the bonus point. But mathematically, they were never out of it. And mathematically, they're obviously still in it. If they win three from three, they'll be right up there. That yeah. cam- their campaign's definitely back on track. Now, before we... We're going to talk about Sam Burgess at some point. But before we do that, can I just put another name in the hat that I think had a really, really strong game and arguably putting himself in contention if this is the form he carries on with Henry Thomas. Agreed. Mm. Destroyed Montpellier. And She's the- no mean feat. Nope. Yeah, the, the last few games I've seen him play because he's been playing well uh, I've been playing him Wilson. and Aut- they started Autrack as well yeah 
So very promising if you're in the Bath coaching team because you've got two youngish. Well, Henry Thomas is young property, so yeah, twenty three. Yeah, Henry Thomas is twenty three. Twenty three. He looks a little older. Than I thought he was like twenty seven or something. No, no, no. Oh well, happy days. I can brilliant. tell you having watched him since he was a uh, what eighteen year old, eighteen okay. or nineteen year old at Sale when he made his debut. I, I watched his debut and I've watched him pretty much every game he played for Sale. He is a modern day prop. Feels like he's been around for a long time. His scrummaging went away a little bit last season. Was a bit iffy, but if he can scrummage and pulverise in the way he did in the scrummage, and let's not forget he took apart Quinns mm. last week. Yeah, he's that, a ball player that we do not have in the front row. And again, he was that was the same front row as this week, was it not? With it was. Or, yeah, with, with who, By the way, Ross looks like an Aberdeen it. Angus cow. <laughs> same build, no. same hair. Fact. That is a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Big old boy. He, yeah, incredible. He's got incredible amazing muscular. quads on him. Yeah. Fantastic Good quads. beef stock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another point from that game before we get on to Burgess, Proposition B, George Ford can play in the rain now. I know, amazing. Wow. It it's, was wet, it was slippy, didn't have a problem. Yeah. Did and, miss a few kicks, though, I think. Uh, missed a couple, but it, kicking was still good. He's still got... Uh, 15, 16 How was points. that not the lead story on the new scientist? Why was it? Why is it all about Ebola and, and space missions? <laughs> Large Hadron Collider. Large Why is it not about George Ford can play in rain? <laughs> yeah, amazing. I don't know what they've done. I've, never, se- I've never seen it. Played really well, didn't he? Mm. That try might be the best wet weather try I've ever seen. <laughs> um, who, who's trying to think? Who, uh, who scored it now? It was Houston. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was Leroy Houston, who was involved earlier, and then Ford to Houston, back inside to Ford to Henry Thomas, to Eastman, and then back to Houston. Yeah, it was quality. crashed over the line. I, th- I thought he'd uh, dotted it down too early because he was playing on the football pitch. Yeah, I kept <laughs> thinking two that. lines at it. No, we, oh, you've messed it up. Uh, can we talk about Sam now? Yes, let's talk about Sam. Right, hear me now, believe me later. If this continues, it's going to be a very unsuccessful stint in Union. What, what are you referring to, Jay? His tackling. Oh, you're you as well. Come no, on. I'm down right. with this. Well, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I just want to play a little bit of the commentary from Friday night. My opinion was, it's interesting to see how a rugby league convert tackles, but I don't think it's quite the story that you got from watching the game. Oh, here goes Ranger. Oh, dear me, that was Sam's hit. Yeah, we're just seeing there on Ranger. Just got to be... A... That's just a tackle. He's enthusiastic. It's just yeah, but have you seen the way that the arm, the arm swings through? Yeah, no, I, 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 it's really weird because like I didn't realise there's so much of a difference until you actually see it live. He's just making sure he wraps his arms, isn't he? This is the one where he kicks the ball up. The yeah, high this ball. one isn't the worst one. This no, is... but the first one's not that bad. That, 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 that to me is nothing. That's really just in chest. That. He just gets in with his yeah. chest, yeah, and he's trying to wrap the arms. But, but the point is, I mean, I love it. Him, that's fine. Yeah, nothing wrong there. But again, he's lucky. He's just got to drop his height a little bit there and hit with the shoulder. I agree with Austin there. Yeah, he's going too upright into the tackle. And until you see it actually live, you don't realise what a big difference there is between the league tackling and the union tackling, which I didn't really think there was, but there clearly is. He's going to be like the next Butch James. That's exactly how he tackles. He tackles like Butch James. So, are you thinking about this from a discipline point of view, or are you thinking about this from an injury point of view? Well, because, injury for the other players, but discipline for him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant maybe from a because, like, like the way Courtney Laws has said, he sort of modified the way he tackles because he was just throwing himself no, in. I, look, I think if you're six foot five or whatever he is and built like that, you can tackle however you want, and you're never going to get injured. Everyone's smaller, everyone's weaker. He do, does what he wants. <laughs> but um, 
I think get for, there. Well, the referees are such idiots now. Sorry, I'm allowed to say, say, say that. Uh, uh, you're not allowed to say it on our Twitter feed, please. <laughs> right. If you can keep your own personal so negative opinions well, off, off and of then our Twitter page, what they'll do is they'll refer everything back, and it'll just be all, just be awful. So he's really got to work hard on that tackling technique because it's going to land him in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I think he, him and the Bath coaches will all be well aware of that after this game, and they yeah. will they will definitely. But they've work started on it. him. They've decided to start him for the next game. Allegedly. Well, we don't, well, we well, don't know that. We, we, yeah. yeah, there's rumours that he's going to start the next game. Why? Why Tell- not go for it? Yeah. Why not go for it? Because you're a professional sports go team. Go for it. No, I, don't, I don't care. I want to watch him. Yeah. I, I want to watch him. It's, but a, it's a huge draw. It's, it's, poor th- I don't know. He won't be a huge draw if they crash out of Europe. Maybe crash out of Europe Bath with got, or without him. They lost two games Bath without him. So I've yeah. got a second team. Play him in the second team just for a little while. Let, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about let's talk okay. about let's talk about Leicester. Because really, arguably that I mean oh. that that's, that arguably was. You don't so, think of what happened in that, in that Leicester game? Not many big news stories really? after the game or during. No. <laughs> well, what do you make it? What a result! Yeah. Incredible. Cannot be underestimated. Incredible result, and that is the first time that Toulon have been beaten by an English team in the top tier of Europe. There you go. Fact. Thank you, Philip. Yeah, it's nice to see Dan, <laughs> Dan Cole going through the gears now. Uh, being forced to play 80 as well I know what's wrong why does Cockrell he's been, been playing Fraser Balmain all, all Mar- season Martin Castro Giovanni what do you think about Richard Cockrell <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they don't get on do they <laughs> <laughs> yeah more on that in a minute but uh, in terms of the game um, yeah Dan Cole scrimmage really really well I, I did worry in the last two minutes when he was absolutely out on his feet he'd been scrimmaging for a full 80 and they had like two back to back scrums and he looked like he was struggling whether it could have actually lost them the game. I, I bring Fraser Balmain oh, on. He's, he's played 10 Premiership games already this season. Do something. Yeah, yeah. I think Leicester might have one of the transfers of, of, of the last few seasons in Owen Williams. He's one yeah. hell of a buy. Uh, he slotted another game winner from his own half. Yeah. Mm. He, might, he might actually be the best goal kicker in the entire league. Uh, I think statistically it's Steenson. At, from, at the moment, isn't from it? range, maybe not. No from, one's got that range. Maybe surely. not from range. He played really well. Some of his kicking out of hand was superb as well. Getting in behind it um, and using the conditions as well, using the greasy surface. Yeah, um, he yeah. Did... You, you don't really fancy Freddie Burns between now and March, do you? Really? I, I like what they've done. They've got no. a wet weather fly, fly half and a dry weather fly half. <laughs> I reckon always Williams can do both. Yeah, uh, better than uh, better than Freddie Burns. Let's talk about Castro then. Okay, so. He's had, he's had an expletive-laden rant to... Well, it's been described as a rant. He was quite calm the way he actually delivered it. But in terms of the the content of what he said, he was effing and jeffing. C-bombs were flying around, apparently. Wowza. And it was aimed mainly at um, Richard Cockrell. And he was very dismissive. It wasn't... A, it, was, it didn't hasn't covered him in glory, particularly for me. He hasn't taken defeat like a man. Cockrell knows how to... Rip- people up the wrong way that is for sure well he has he's trying to kill him with kindness in response because Richard, Richard Cockrell has said since Castro is a fantastic icon for this club and I have nothing but praise for him that is complete and utter nonsense isn't it? <laughs> yeah is that, is that a bit like that um, Brendan Venter was talking about oh yeah uh, what that, was it uh, Sorelli Bobo Sorelli Bombo yes 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 excellent in fact let's, uh, let's get that because that's the that's, my, <laughs> that's weird though that's I, my favourite the humour doesn't even come across in that. Here we go. This is when they lost to Rassin Metro. And how disappointed are you? Oh, disappointed. Very disappointed. Very disappointed. What went wrong? Because you got off to such a wonderful start. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what went wrong. 
have to think about it. Think about it. Well, what did go wrong? I'll have to look, look and think about it. Think about it deeply, very deeply. What an earth. <laughs> so he obviously has to do this post-match press conference. He doesn't want to do it because he just wants to... He's fuming about he's, the decision. And, uh, he, yeah, he's just stonewalling it. Hinge in the end on a bit of genius from Sorelli Bombo. Bit of genius, bit of magic. Sorelli Bombo, very interesting. Very good, yeah. Very good. Three cheers for Sorelli Bombo. Very good, very good. <laughs> what were you happy with about your side? Oh, happy, happy, everything, everything. Very good. Very happy with my team. But you didn't win, did you, Brendan? Yeah, win. We didn't win. It's true. Yeah. It Why didn't you win? win? Oh, good question, that. Very good question. <laughs> so it's weird. Important to win. It is important to win. You must try harder. Ooh, you feel uncomfortable just watching it. It doesn't come across well at, at all. That one. Uh, and do you have any audio of um, Castro? Castro. Yeah, this is Castro. Sure. I'll have to think about oh, that one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is Castro. I thought is Just want to say. We come here, we didn't want to, to win because if he win again, they lost another game at home. He want to get sacked. He's just, that is a weird thing to say. Weird thing to say after losing. I mean, come on, take it like Castro a man. didn't want to win. I can't imagine all the others saying, do you know what, let's just go easy today because of cockerel <laughs> that nobody likes might lose his job. I think they, they play a game, you know, a lot of team. everyone want to win a, a, a games against us. We are the best. We won everything. But they just won a game. They just won a game. And now they need to come home next week. And we'll see next week, you know. Cocker is talking, is talking too much. Still a lot of game playing this. Before he's saying that people win for the money, you just need to let, you know, he have a lot of work, he get paid as well. And and I pay my own money to let this club. I don't need the money to play rugby. I love this game. I used to love this club. I still love this club. Which is it, Castro? But, you know, when people are hanging with the water here, they talk, they talk, I don't walk the walk. Mm. So, so, he, so he, he's decided to bring out that he paid to leave Leicester and, yeah. Mm. I think we can basically say that next week is going to be tasty. Do you reckon they'll start Castro? Because Castro, most of the season, has been second choice behind Heyman's and they obviously started him either to give Heyman's a rest or because of the Castro old... Castro going back. Yeah, yeah, the rivalry and it would uh, spur him on. Do you reckon this will just say, say to Laporte, yeah... Uh, Put him on the back burner. Yeah, because Laporte doesn't strike me as the kind of coach that would appreciate this. No, probably He's a not. Bit of a disciplinarian. Yeah. See, I'm not a big Cocker's fan at all. Actually, he says some ridiculously stupid things, and I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he has actually gone out of his way to upset Castro. I really wouldn't. But, be. Yeah, me. me. I mean, it's just a bit justified. bitter. He was a bit bitter. Well, about... I think that sums him up. I think that sums him up nicely. He is what, a bit bitter. bitter. Yeah. He got really shirty with the media over. Um, injury crisis and suggestions that he might be at fault because what you've got to remember about Cockrell is he's never at fault mm. that man has never done anything wrong ever <laughs> yeah. he was even shipped out of Leicester he was shipped out of Leicester to cast for two or three years oh when he was playing yeah <laughs> he's got some form well, it's going to be spicy, that's for sure. Uh, and, I mean, it, physical was the word that uh, Castro used to describe Leicester, and that, that, that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Really, really physical. They took it. I mean, and when yeah. you've got, you got guys like carved out of granite like Brad Thorne on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Try scoring as well. Yeah. But having, um, having Dan Cole and Tom Young's back, I, I think, really did make a difference, not only in the scrum, but like the work rate of Tom Young's around the park and the, the metres that he makes as well. Yeah. He's like an extra ball carrier. Which is, which is really useful. We'll get on to looking ahead to the rematch next weekend a little bit later. But what, since we're talking about spicy moments, let's let's just talk about this. And it's bubbling over. What is this? O'Connell is right in the this middle. Cudmore is, ah. is unloading and it's all kicking off. Cudmore and O'Connell. Let go, let go. 
It's getting pretty ugly now. Ugly. I, I don't think that's the word I used to do. I was, it's getting <laughs> awesome. It's getting awesome. <laughs> it warms your heart. <laughs> Any talk of Cudmore unloading and Phil <laughs> goes weak at the knees. Now, I, I can't possibly imagine that my wonderful Jamie Cudmore did anything wrong in this. Well, he got a red. Hey, he, he earned a red card for his part in which, that. No, which no. miserable, miserable man is sitting there in world rugby? With his anorak on saying, this isn't fun to watch, make sure they get banned. <laughs> you know, who are these people? Uh, that, that was spectacular to watch. Hey, that's what everyone wants to see. <laughs> it's quite entertaining, wasn't it? Yeah, anyone who says that that's not entertaining because mothers don't like it is an idiot and should not be in charge of, of, of our game. Well, it is the sort of fight that would have just gone, yeah. right, get back, right, one of you's getting a penalty, well, penalty against uh, you, Cudmore, and then reversed against you, O'Connell, get back and I'll don't any more exactly. of it again. That would have been the, that would have been the way. I do understand... Don't you can't, have, the you can't have repeated swinging fists, and there was, but I, yeah. don't, I don't think I wouldn't have given Cobb more oh, well, a red there card. Is, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered about this. First and foremost, why hasn't the referee pulled them both to the side, to the side and made them shake hands? Shake hands, boys, walk away. Red card for Cudmore. Yellow card for O'Connell, and they're still going at each other. Oh, Phil! Phil just heard they're going at each other again. That <laughs> made him really excited again. I, I I love the spectacle of it, albeit it's foul play and everything. And I don't I don't want to condone violence, but I, I enjoy. Yes, the you do want to condone, condone no. violence. Get off your fence. It is exciting. <laughs> it is exciting. But Jimmy Cudmore could have cost his uh, his team a victory there. Yeah, because it, they should he, either both be yellowed or seven, both be red. Seventeen, sixteen minutes in, having reviewed the game tape, Jamie Cudmore did throw at least three punches but, before uh, O'Connell retaliated. No, O'Connell did retaliate. He might have got his retaliation in first. You don't know. Well, maybe. Unbelievable levels of physicality in that What's match. What's the point in having two heroes, two mutants on a field like Cudmore and O'Connell if you're not going to let them have a dust up once in a while? <laughs> it's gladiatorial, <laughs> isn't it? It's like having a, a Ferrari and never driving it fast. <laughs> well, just before we get into the actual game side of things, if if you had to pick another matchup in rugby, Cudmore v, o, Cudmore v O'Connell, that would be epic. Because well, because even though Cudmore is, is is bigger and he's got background as a brawler, O'Connell's never say die kind of mentality yeah. would mean he'd be like Rocky. He'd get punched by Dolph Lundgren a million times <laughs> and he'd still get up. O'Connell probably has like the uh, the cardio on him as well. And yeah. if you look at look at that ga- game tape, I mean, it looks like there's some sort of tie clinch going on to start with. And then after the first few shots have been thrown by Cudmore, O'Connell beautifully changes levels. Uh, take down listen to into, the jiu-jitsu into side, side control and almost like a cradle hold and then starts throwing, throwing some fists it's wonderful it's really good technique uh, I would like to see I've, I've been on record saying this before and I'll say it again I would love to have seen back in the day in their primes Grucock versus Botha oh, wow. in South Africa wow <laughs> That's yeah. the one I want. That's the one I, I wanted. We not fancy throwing Shabal in there as well. Oh, I'd love, I'd love mm. to see Shabal. Yeah, Royal yeah. Royal Rumble with Shabal in there as well. Shabal should actually become a, a WWE wrestler. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> charisma to do it. He's got the character. Yeah, yeah. Well, would he be a bad guy? Yeah, he'd be a heel. Yeah, he'd be some <laughs> some cheese eating Euro trash heel who hates America. Uh, Your I'd, cheese is awful. I, uh, <laughs> Hey, Seabass, could you uh, could you do this interview in uh, in English? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be his thing. I think this is how they should actually decide England's third choice fly half mile of his sips. That'd be a terrible fight. Yeah, no one wants to see that. <laughs> no one wants to see that. An undercard fight that might Very be quite undercard. entertaining. Be an undercard. You know, sippers would a uh, couple of bantamweights. Sipper would 
smash a bottle of baby sham or something on the, <laughs> side, on the side of a bar and come at him with that. The, the Henson V sippers would be the not my face, not my face bout. <laughs> Henson's got a bit of form of getting kicked out of nightclubs and stuff. That might, that, that, that might be alright. Yeah. Mike Phillips loves to get in a brawl. That's just a fact. An old sc- Oh, Mike Phillips versus Ollie, Ollie Barkley. They love getting into brawls. <laughs> yeah, there you they go. do. An old school. I'll throw in maybe with your Grucock... Shabal, both uh, an old school name, Wayne Shelford from the New Zealand team mm. of the late 80s. Possibly, when, when you watch old matches, he looks like one of the hardest men mm. to ever play the game. Who's a Scottish fella who I thought was really hard? Like, l- blonde hair. Doddy Weir? No. Not <laughs> him. <laughs> Chris Patterson. That's the one. <laughs> really? really? No. no Chris Patterson at all. <laughs> right, any more suggestions then? Let's look like um, rugby deathmatch. Who would you like to see fighting each other? Uh, because Cudmore and O'Connell went at it, hammer and tongs. And then we can um, rep- replicate it using Play-Doh, like the old celebrity de- deathmatch that was on MTV. Yes, we could do that. <laughs> I'd, I'd quite like to see Mike Ford get promoted to the England setup, mm-hmm. And then you could have Andy Farrell versus Mike Ford fighting Dad out for, off. for whose son <laughs> gets the start in 10 versus That's a great... Oh, that's awesome. I, I, think, I think Farrell would uh, definitely have the measure. Of I him. think so. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a fair fight. But. At Rugby Podcast on Twitter, have, have a little look, have a little suggestion. In terms of the game, brutal as it was, that was. I think that's probably the word that described a lot of the rugby I saw. Just brutal. Yeah, yeah. the conditions are dictating the quality of the play in a lot of it. And that was so physical. Even, even without Cudmore, the Claremont pack was still phenomenal, wasn't it? Mm. And that is, that is the first time a French team has ever won, uh, ever beaten Munster. In Limerick. Wow. Fact. Another Ooh. brilliant fact. The weekend of firsts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. First for European rugby. Indeed. The other game in that tie, Sarries v Sail Sharks, and Owen Farrell looked, looked in decent form. Uh, Charlie Hodgson looked in better form. He I did look in better form. He did look in how, excellent form. How often do I have to say this to <laughs> Sir Charlie. How, how often do I need to repeat myself? Owen Farrell isn't even the best 10 in Saracens, let alone England. And yet, you all ignore me. Hear me now, believe me later. I all, <laughs> I say so many things and you normally on so, so many of them. Um, you, yeah, based on that game, I think Charlie Hodgson did play a little bit better than Owen Farrell. Agreed. Owen Farrell's still uh, getting back to form at the moment, though. Yeah. And he was playing out of Yes, yes. Form is temporary, class is permanent, film. <laughs> We've got loads and loads to talk about. Um, if I can briefly just take us, divert us. Have you seen the Canterbury fan cam thing that I did? I've not actually had a chance to watch it yet. I saw it uh, go on today. Yeah, so basically for the England-Australia game, just have a look at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Go and have a little look because uh, I went with, basically just got handed a GoPro camera and a couple of England shirts and a couple of tickets for the game and kind of went with with an old school friend of mine and we went to Twickenham. And um, I just thought, bearing in mind that we've had in the past featured rugby oki where we noticed that rugby players love to sing they can't help themselves any chance whether it's an initiation whether it's on telly whether it's you know matt stevens going on a reality tv show i could stay away <laughs> just to hear you <laughs> right so this is this is the moment so the, the whole fan cam video is up there so it's just basically me with a gopro camera um at twickenham um but there's just this one moment where i i'll admit i'd add a few and um, and the band was playing outside the stadium, and I, I bad, yep. badly hit a falsetto note doing swing low. Here it comes in a second. 
Wow. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> quite wonderful, quite wonderful. And there's a bit where I get, um, in jumping up and celebrating a, an England score, I get a massive elbow to the cheek as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, go, go and have a look at Rugby Podcast. I'll, I'll, I'll bump it on Twitter. It's just gone up. And thanks thanks to Canterbury for having us as well. Oh, we awesome. love Canterbury. We do love Canterbury. Mm. They make, they make what, great kits. The, the best kit. The best kit. Mm. Um, I, by the record, can I just say, my brand new Canterbury, I can't remember what they're called now, Pro... Pro Speed or Pro Club? My so new you boots. even go and see so your loyalty. You even go and buy your new boots at Canterbury I Boots. I even go and buy Canterbury Boots. Uh, I have got Illuminous Yellow. Um, I want to say Club, no Pro something Speed or whatever. Are they, I'm very fast in them. Very, cause you, cause, I'm twenty faster than than in normal boots. Because you're always conflicted whether to buy forwards boots or backs boots. Exactly. Which Phil. did you go for? I went with backs boots. <laughs> did you? Six studs. It's nice six studs uh, in wet. In wet witness, I had to change them like 10 minutes in. But it's not the boots' fault, it was my fault. I chose, chose the wrong boots for that day. All right, at Rugby Podcast, I'll, I'll bob a little link to that Canterbury video, or you can just search for Canterbury on Facebook or whatever. Uh, so, uh, something else, Phil, you wanted to talk about, before we get into it, we'll do the quiz in just a minute, but yeah. should we talk about this Austin Healy article? Because I've not read it, but you've, you've just mentioned that you wanted to bring it up. Ah, from the author of 5.8 World Cups. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you haven't heard that one from an earlier podcast, <laughs> Austin Healy's maths went a little bit awry when he was talking about the relative chances of teams at next year's World Cup, and his percentage chances added up to five hundred and sixty percent. Five hundred eight World Cups is what he. Five hundred eighty. Five hundred eighty percent. It's an innovative way, an innovative way to um, dish out World Cups. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, only having one is boring, right? It, yeah. But five point eight. That's a magical number. So, uh, what's he? What's he been up to now? And. Um, We've got a lot of time for Austin Healy. He's a, he's a great pundit. Yeah, and, and he is. He's very I, funny. I think I think some very radical solutions mm. to uh, England winning the World Cup next year. I think some of them might uh, might be good. Some of them I'm not so sure about at the moment. So we're going to review them, see what we think. Okay. So his first one, Stefan Armitage at number seven. Excellent selection. I'd, what does he move Rob Shaw across to six? No. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Ouch! Awkward. <laughs> I'm more jacker than Rob Shaw. No, not moving Rob Shaw across to six. So Healy would have Armitage in at seven. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen, but fair enough. So the next one, Luke Cowan Dickey, starter hooker. <sighs> now this. Really? What's his justification there? Ball um, carrier, I believe. Is he just going for a rise on this one? Do you think he actually believes that? I think this has to be him going for a rise. I think I think it's deliberately deliberately <laughs> inflammatory because partly his set piece work. Well, it it was statistically the best in the Autumn Internationals. Mm-hmm. He had the highest line-up success in the Autumn Internationals. His his scrummage is, is solid. His work around the park is all and good. And Jack Yendall is the main hooker for Exeter. He has been because Luke Cowan Dickey has been injured for a lot of the season. He's right. only played a couple of games this, this season. So maybe in maybe in five years' time in the World Cup, Luke Cowan Dickey will be seriously challenging. I think now, yeah, no. I understand his reasoning because what he said is uh, he's a good ball carrier. And you'll take some of the pressure off Morgan and Vunapola. And we've said this ourselves. Yeah. England need more carriers. A lacking ball, car- a ball but carrier. one of you, w- you know, it's not as if Hartley isn't a good ball carrier. Well, I'll, I'll, say one I'll go the back to the ones. very first name that I mentioned on today, tonight's podcast. If you want an extra ball carrier Jamie. and want to make a brave decision, <laughs> potentially, come World Cup time, Henry Thomas, if he can scrummage as well as the others, mm. yeah, be a really bold selection. But I think bold, but maybe more realistic than Luke Cowan, Dickie Hooker. I'd, I'd go with that as well. Next one, Henry Slade. Inside centre. Hmm, this is interesting. Now, this is interesting. 
I think Henry Slade is playing really, really well. I think he oozes class. And a he, supreme talent. And inside centre, I think he could do a very good job there. But if he's playing 13 at club level, I think it'd be a huge ask and way too difficult. Yeah, and are we in danger of doing the old Matthew Tate thing? Oh, he's had six good months and he's a good yeah. youngster. Let's chuck him in. Oh, he gets smashed and never really does it Matthew again. Matthew Tate was never that good, though. No, he, he was equivalent as good as Henry Slade is. No. Yeah, he was. No, not having that. Not having that even what, slight. What? First of all, Gavin Henson ruined his life. I mean, that, that, well, that but just this happened, is this right? is my point. He wasn't yeah. ready for international rugby. No, he was, he was a promising youngster. And he, he was he was like the darling of, of English rugby all the way up to the World Cup, where he even played in the final. But even then, he's been moved around. He, I don't think he's ever fulfilled his promise. Well, no, I, he I hasn't. Think, he hasn't. But this is what, what, what I'm basically saying. I think Austin Healy might just be going for a rise with a couple of that he said. I don't think he thinks Henry Slade at starting at twelve in the World Cup for England. I think Slade would definitely have it in his repertoire. I think. He could absolutely do it, but I think the next, the, the upcoming World Cup again would be a bit too Maybe soon. Maybe a squad player. Anyway, what's the other one? Uh, so two more. Sam Burgess on the wing. What on earth? <laughs> what kind of breakdown? He does did he say to, to he does that? say centre or wing, but and I just says, mind you, what's his name? Sorry, sorry on, on, on the wing, Sonny Bill Genius. He played a few games did, in, yeah, the, in the World Cup. He did play a few games in the 2011 proposition. World Cup um, on the wing. Um, it was more because of injury cover. Now, I actually think the wing thing isn't actually that ridiculous, mm-hmm. purely because... So Sam Bird is, is trying to learn the game. For him to get involved at the moment, I think it would actually be quite good to have him on the wing for a couple of games. Now, ooh... Yeah, you played wing. The reason I say this is because in the period from December through to February, when it's very cold, the pitches are heavy, no one gets burnt on the outside. You only get burnt on the outside when it's when it's warmer and the pitch are a lot a lot firmer. You get a lot more freedom playing wing during that period because you can come off your wing. You'd, the width of the pit, pitch is far less important, so he could actually come off and pop up anywhere he wants, and he can get involved in the physical stuff. He can get involved in the tackling, the defence, in the rucking. He can be involved in absolutely everything. Mm. So I think as a short term learning thing, okay, at Bath's level. It would be quite interesting for him to actually now, do it. Well, I also, think... and also, I, I've I've never played wing myself, obviously, but um, I do remember in the the Newbury team that I played in when Ben Ryan was the coach, that he used to put massive emphasis on the wings being the decision maker because they can see yeah when when there's that. space. So it was the big. It was a massive emphasis on the wingers calling rather than the ten spotting and the, the overlap. The, the wings are the ones that are there. They go. There's an overlap. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, they're responsible for the width of your team. Think of the character of Sam Burgess and everything we've heard about him so far is about being his work rate, his high yeah. carry volume. He said he's finding 12 a little boring. I, I, don't, I think I might misquote him there. No, he, he did say that. But having him flying off his wing at every, every opportunity and a certain you know rush of blood to the head, I don't think it's a good move. No, it, mm. I think in conditions like we saw on Friday, he would get more freedom playing on the wing because... They, Montpellier never once spread it wide defensively he would never have had to do anything but he would have had that freedom to, to pop up anywhere he wants and get involved in everything What's I, I, so, so very limited the, but the I big think... loser with all this might actually end up being Kyle Eastman but we can talk, talk about that, that later what's, so, uh, what's Ozzy's final his final one radical which, selection which we just spoke about is uh, Christian Wade wow on, those on, the, wing, on the wings on the wing for England <laughs> which kick fast we've, we've talked about it he's very very good attacking but defensively not right at the moment so I think basically Austin Heaney's point is we're probably not going to win 
as things are. So let's just roll the dice. <laughs> me, Do you think that's me, basically me. the short think, answer of what you're saying? I think Austin Healy is basically doing what I've said on this podcast that you should do to win a World Cup and looking for some players with an X factor. I think that's that's what they're looking for. Yeah, you tell me the last team that won the World Cup that relied on players with X factor. Uh, New Zealand. Really? Loads, loads of X factor. Really? What they what beating France by a point uh, with three feel, penalties. The, and South Africa muscling their way past England. And uh, England muscling. pragmatically muscling their way through Australia with England one... England were one of the best teams of a generation. Yeah, no, I agree. They were great. But it wasn't through players with X Factor. It was it, through a metronomic 10 who and, and everyone doing their job yeah. slightly better than the opposition. And a big pack to secure yeah. your ball. And yeah. Jason Robinson, mm. who was pretty special at, yeah. at the time. All right, all right. Uh, you know, the Quade Cooper factor. You, you can actually win the Super Rugby talk tournament just by having Quade Cooper. Mm. It happens. It's, well, it's got us talking, which I think might have been the intention of Austin Healy. Yeah, well, still Austin. Exactly, exactly. So, I think that uh, is... Can we talk about one other article which has come out this week? Okay. Will Greenwood's article. <laughs> to Sam Burgess. Yeah, now everyone knows I'm a huge Will Greenwood fan, but this article was ridiculous. He's basically written an open letter. Well, I say basically, he has written an open letter. <laughs> <to Sam Bird. laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what his intentions were, but it's pretty patronising. Yeah, it's it very, very patronising. It, it reads like a basic, like, rugby union for dummies kind of thing. Rugby union for three-year-olds yeah. or something like that. It starts with, hi, Sam, my name's Will. You may not have heard of me or yeah. you probably don't know who I am. Yes, he knows who you are. You've won a World Cup. Yeah. You play I, sport. I used to play a bit of rugby back in my day. That <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a bit self-deprecating. I quite like that. <laughs> Have a read of it. Yeah. Have a read of it. It, it, it won't take you long. Uh, it's a very nice word. That'd be awesome. If, if Will Greenwood wants to go and spend a day a week with, with, yeah. with Sam Burgess, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that, not, that would actually be... For Queen and Country. Go on then, Will. That Off would you go. be pretty good. Yeah, not many people know Inside Centre better than Will Greenwood. Uh, we'll get back to some of the rugby in a minute, not least. You, you all want to talk about Ulster, I'm sure, Phil. Absolutely. And a good win against Scarlet's. But let's have the first part of a quiz. Oh, yes, well, please. This week's quiz is just one part. Oh, okay. What? Well, let's do the, the just, quiz what then. Is this? Just the quiz. Let's do oh, yeah. the quiz. Uh, have you got pen and paper? You've got quiz music. Pen, paper, music. Get yourself pen and paper. Again, apologies that there's no cake to go with this after the <laughs> the tiffin and after, what was it before that? The Stolen. 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 <laughs> Wonder, wonderful Stolen. <laughs> wonderful Stolen. Barbican in South Manchester. Mm. If, if you live in South Manchester, you'll know it well. They do an incredible cheesecake, mm. like yeah, New, cheesecake York, New York Delhi cheesecake, which is sat in my fridge. Oh, what a shame, Tim. Uh, You're going to have to go home and eat three slices of cheesecake. Uh, it's a hard laugh. I may well have already had half of very, one. Very, very <laughs> fine breads. Yeah, very good breads. Yeah. Um, so what, what is this then, Phil? So, quiz, six questions straight up, six answers. Right, okay. Wow. First question. Yeah. What position did Steve Hansen play? Steve? New Zealand coach Steve Hansen. Oh. Oh, God, I don't know. Let's look at him. Okay, fine. Next question. Question two. What club does Kieran Marmion play for? Who? Kieran Marmion. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's a current international player. Kieran Marmion. That's M A R M I O M. Is he French? Can't say can't say anything. Do you, uh, do, do you know Kieran Marmion? I'm not. Do you know Kieran not, Marmion? Not particularly familiar with his work. But that's not the point. Come Neither on, am I. Okay. Come on. Yeah, come. On. Okay. Question number three. Yeah. Which company is the official timekeeper of the Aviva Premiership? 
Aha, uh-huh, I know this one. Jay likes his watches. Uh, it's it's Ca- like- is Casio a good type of watch? <laughs> Can I just say? Uh, it, very good, Tim. You're wearing one. I am also. wearing a Casio. Um, uh, okay. It, it does pop up in, in also, the games. It pops in the I corner. You, no, I'm not, I, won't, I won't give you a clue. Don't no, give me a clue. No. You haven't won a quiz before. You're seven, <laughs> I'm 7-0 seven up. Don't give me a clue. <laughs> okay, question four. What's the name of Johnny Wilkinson's clothing company? Ah, oh, no! God, <sighs> these are tough today. Oh no, these are, I was thinking this is one of the easier ones. Okay, go on next. Question five. Yeah. Who was the top point scorer in the European Rugby Champions Cup this weekend? Oh my word! Hmm. That's five, and there's one more. Yeah. Go on. Last question. What's the name of London Welsh's director of rugby? <laughs> Soon to be ex-director of rugby. <laughs> the current, yeah. Current as of now. 8pm <laughs> on Monday evening. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. Okay, answers in. Okay. Oh, clothing range. <laughs> You'll kick yourself. You know it as well. I know, I know. I know and I know you know it. Um, right. We've got them written down so you can verify we're not going to cheat. Yeah. Um, question one. What was that? Kieran Marmion? No, question one was oh, Steve, right. Steve, Steve Hansen. Hansen. What position did he play? I, I just figured you might make it harder than the obvious one because he looks like a bit of a, a rotund fella, but I was going to guess 12. He was like in the Scott Gibbs mould. He was Blanker. a 12. Um, one of you got it correct. He does look very rotund now. And he was a centre. Oh, he was a 12. Wow! Yeah, did not that was that. a total guess. He does not look like a centre. So one point for Tim Cocker. Thank you. Kieran Marmion. I just I said Ulster. It sounds like it's either French or Irish. Marmion? Kieran. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I said Claremont. Claremont. I can tell you he was born and raised in Lancashire, but Irish family. Currently plays for Connacht. Oh, and he's a yeah. current Irish international. Never heard of him. He played in the... Uh, that's summer, that's summer pretty top. shameful. I don't know his name. Um... Next one then. Official. Actually, I've I've got one and I cross one out. Ooh. I think it's Tissot. And Tim, what do you think? Citizen. I can again tell you that one of you is correct. And again it's Tim Cocker. What? It is Citizen. Oh no! Tissot did it for rugby league. Do, do they do yeah, because the match gets a Tissot watch. <laughs> I just suddenly had I was trying to visualise what the scoreboard looked like at the AJ Bell for the times I was yeah, during the matches, it does. It pops. depressing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the away team normally got a lot of points. <laughs> so two n- two nil already. Oh Johnny Wilkinson's clothing range. Yeah, don't know. I put J ten. No, it's fine side clothing. Uh, uh, I knew it was in like East Point or something. So you need, you need to get both of these right. And Tim get nothing. So top point scorer this weekend. I'm going with George Ford. I said Stephen Myler because Northampton scored loads oh, of points. Yeah, yeah cool. Stephen Myler only got a few conversions. George Ford got 16 points, but he was second to Owen Williams. Oh my he God! 20 points. Okay, and so you can't win. You I've, can't win I've already won, but should we go through the process anyway? <laughs> the final one, who was the London World Director of Rugby? Justin Burnell. Justin Burnell. And Jay? Jay has got Justin Bernal. So he finishes 3 1 to Tim Cocker. 8 0! I think it's 8 1. 8 1, yes, you, you're right. You, you did draw. We drew 1. Drew one. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. For anyone that wants to know what it's like to be London Welsh at the moment, how do you <laughs> feel, Jay? I feel like I've just travelled up from Gloucester for a captain's run on Sunday before getting absolutely pounded by uh, an opposition pack. <laughs> so that's how I feel. Do you, should, we ch- should we change it up next week? I, th- no. I think. Huh? No. <laughs> well, I was going to say, do you, want to, do you want to take on a different opponent? No. Do you want to take on Phil? I can't believe. <laughs> Are you going to? Or you, you won't let go until you've beaten me. All right. How about we'll change who plays who? No. When JB when, when JB wins. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. I like that. All right. <sighs> Maybe we could have it like World Series. We could have like you know best of three over three weeks I or mean, something. I need, and, I think, and where are things going now? I need best of fifteen. Do I to, to win? <laughs> to do this round? Good. Good one, Phil. Um, yeah. Great, Phil. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Back to the rugger. Uh, what other games are there we haven't mentioned? So Ulster. Obviously. Oh yes, What's Ulster. Obviously. Now Ulster is a really good game actually. If any of you, if either of you watched it, I caught a bit of my uh, Yeah, um, I noticed that that the wizard was back. Oh yeah, Ruan. Wow, he looked good. Ulster He's got Ulster got the five he? points, didn't they? They did. Yeah, which they, was they didn't score that many points. They scored twenty-two points, of which twenty were the the four times five. Yeah, they had to do that as well, didn't they? Really? Yeah, they they really did. I mean, it put some again potentially back in contention, but Scarlets are such a weak team as well. Uh, they, they, Scarlets played some some good rugby. They, they were trying know, trying uh, to play rugby. Isn't that kind of their their cliche? Like they try and play, try rugby, and play rugby and they're rugby. not particularly good. They're all, you know. They've got a load of young lads, I guess. But yeah, we got some stick, by the way, last week for not putting Tommy Bow in our team of Rightly the autumn so. internationals. You oh, God. And he was so good; he was incredible. He's, he's a monster. His, isn't he? his finish and his uh, break, and then little looped pass over the top for Darren Cave's try. Uh, Darren Cave, he's a hell of a player. Yeah, mm. Darren Cave. I realised how good he was until I watched that, watched the game uh, on the weekend. I, I read um, a team of the team of the round earlier today that got sent to us by Derry Gasman, actually one of our. Uh, Listener Ulster fans, and there's four Ulster players in it. Rory Best, Rory Best, yeah, he was good. Ruan Pinar, Darren, Darren Cave, Cave, and Tommy Bow, and they they were all. I, I don't Tommy Bow's any... finish was explo- I love the way he just powered th- uh, yeah. th- through the last defender. Liam Williams, oh, was it? Yeah, absolutely powered Ooh. powered over the top of him. Yeah, he's a. How, how did you come to Johnny Maybe better than Tommy Bow? I, I said, I said the, the, just, the was try. It? it was yeah. We kind no, of got carried away with that one try. Maybe. I know you did. It was I a know nod, you did. nod to the try of the try of the the autumn internationals. Mm. But yeah, Tommy Bill was superb, and Ruan Pinar. But there's more injuries as well because there's uh, Van der Merwe and uh, Aldin concussion mm-hmm. protocol. Mm. Um, there's a couple more as well. That um, there's like. Four Ulster players. We're already having a really bad season with with injuries, but four more who are a potential doubt for the uh, return visit to Scarlets this coming weekend. They should have enough, though. You'd, you'd hope so, yeah. Particularly if Ruin Ruin Peanut's pulling the strings. Now let's talk about the, possibly the most powerful back row uh, outside of Bath in <laughs> Wasps. Yes, they looked mighty impressive. Yeah, against Cast, mm-hmm. a, a Cast who are. Currently, sitting bottom. Yeah, of the their year. powers are waning somewhat. There was six games involving English teams, and there were six victories for English teams. Fact: You would have got some good odds on that. Yeah, yes. you would have, wouldn't you? Now there, there was, uh, you might know, seven English teams playing, but Sale were playing Saracens, so only one of them could possibly win. Oh, I see. So, so but it was six from six, six English. That would have been match. a good accumulator. That so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, every English game, an English team won. 
brilliant. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So really, really good performance. And the the um, the probably the English game that we haven't mentioned yet, Harlequins against Leinster was a superb performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the scrummaging as well. Joe Marler yeah. destroyed Mike Ross. I do love Joe Marler. Yeah. Yeah. I read read an article in an interview with um, Nick Easter today that said last Sunday when uh, Marler and Brown and Yard all got back from the England camp, they had a social, first social they've, they've had in a while, and they got all the lads together, had some food and a few beers, went out in, in London and uh, integrated them back into the group. And he, he attributed the like the team spirit and the victory to doing that last Sunday. Wow. That's a great, uh, yeah. That's a great shout. Yeah, it's just really nice to to hit, kind of see that they are still doing stuff like that and see, see that kind well, of thing does happen. Well, Saracens are notorious for it. Yeah, well, they yeah. do drop the players off in a foreign country and give them hundred quid to get back. <laughs> I mean, they, they they do all sorts of things. They get chaperoned around the beer fest, then bust back onto the plane. Yeah, you've got twenty four hours. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's going to be hell. <laughs> and uh, but just uh, again, another result that cannot be underestimated. That was. That was something else. Yeah, really, really good, really good result, and it means that um, that Harlequins are one of only two teams who are undefeated at the moment. Crikey! Do you know who the other undefeated team are in Europe? In Europe, in in the the top tier. Uh, Toulouse Champ- undefeated. Ra- Racing Metro. Oh, it's Toulouse. Toulouse. The, uh, Racing Metro drew. Yeah, they drew. Yeah, sorry, I meant um, oh, yeah, they, are yeah, they are undefeated, but all wins is what, yeah. what I did mean. Yeah, and they've got Harry Nordicke playing at seven. He just looks right in that uh, Toulouse game. Toulouse, yeah. <laughs> Such a classy player. It's easy to start talking about next week's games. It's just the return fixtures. And as we've already started talking about, there's some spicy moments um, that are going to be served up. Some revenge is being sought. Um, and some, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting. Again on Friday night, it's Bath Montpellier, this time at the Rec. And as you said, Sam Burgess starting is, the, is what we're hearing. Is Nice, very nice. In, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think it's completely stupid, but nice. <laughs> yeah, but wa- you've changed it. your tune from a man who, no, I've ne- who I've was been... almost thinking about swapping his man crush from Jack Berger to... No, no, to... I've been pretty consistent on, on, on this. I, <laughs> I don't... Pretty consistent about wanting to go on a fishing trip, camping, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a two-man tent I've with Sam Burgess. I've been very, very consistent on this, which is uh, I don't think they're doing it quite the right way and the big loser will be Kyle Eastman because if he's taking up the 12th spot which is Kyle Eastman's spot we had a little chat today about how Kyle Eastman will be fine because he's a utility back it's career suicide you need to be a specialist so see James Hook Kevin Hansen exactly Bath should Austin put, Healy Bath should put yeah. Montpellier away again shouldn't they you'd expect so they have, yeah. and they have to get five points and even then it might not even be I enough I hope the wreck is dry yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice, crisp, dry winter night. But yes. Montpellier haven't won a game and they will do what all French teams do when they're out of Europe. They will just switch off. Yeah. And it will be... And they've got to go to the best sports ground in the world. Mm. So, yeah, Bath victory. Uh, yeah, to pick up on your point, Toby Booth told Points West, the, the local BBC show in the southwest. I remember it well when I used to live in Bath. Uh, we think it's a good opportunity for... Sam Burgess to start. We want to rotate some of our players who've had a lot of game time and it will be interesting to see how he gets on for a longer period. We want to blood him in and get him used to the game. Mm. I'm going to say it now. I bet he gets a yellow card. <laughs> Put some money yeah. on it. Put some I money on it. I nearly tweeted that. Put some money on it. Yeah. Go on. I think, right. you, I think you can do that. I will do. Hmm. If, if, you, if you're sat here with money in your pocket, you can, you can say, well, you've beat me eight times in the quiz, Tim, but, <laughs> um, but I'm buying the cakes. The cakes. <laughs> um, right, uh, Sar- Sarri's sale. That should be Sarri's at the Allianz Park. 
Sale, yeah. Sale have been doing well, to be fair. Interesting, um, Brian, Brian Redpath was on the other rugby programme that I, I make. And for the, the one B- I'm not allowed at, on. At the BBC, the one you're not allowed on. And he he sounds like a man who's going to be on his way come the end of the season. I but think, I think this has been on the cards for a long time. I think he'll be. I think he'll go. But he basically said when you know when Cipriani, the question of Cipriani came up, he went, "Well, Cipriani's been playing well, which has put him on on the radar of a lot of clubs." You just got the impression <laughs> he was basically saying, "Yeah, he's going." I think Sarri's will win that one at home. Yeah, that, right. that group, by the way, is very interesting. Yeah, it is. You've got Claremont on ten points, then Saracens and Munster both on nine points. Yeah, so it looks like the way it's stacking up looks like you'll get two from that group but which two it will be one of Claremont Munster and Sarri's are going out that was a fact before the the group even started but uh, Leinster v Quinns Leinster at at home should should reverse that result you'd think you'd think so yeah but it was a it was a hell of a performance by Quinns and they will uh, definitely think they can repeat that but I'd still my money would be on Leinster Uh, that is is the evening kickoff by the way um, Leinster Harlequins um, on Saturday Afternoon kickoff three fifteen and Sarries is five fifteen but three fifteen Talon Leinster. This is gonna be I just you can imagine the fireworks in the first few yeah. minutes. Yeah. Gonna be monstrous hits going in. Yeah. God. That that's gonna be a big game. I don't know if it's gonna be as big as um Munster Munster Claremont, because there's oh. some bad blood there now. There, well, I, there's bad blood in both of them. Yeah. Two really, really good games to look forward to, aren't they? I'm going to. I'm, I'm just going to predict every single match, and I might do this as an accumulator. Every game is a home win. Bath beat Montpellier. Saracens beat Sale. Leinster beat Harlequins. Toulon beat Leicester. Glasgow versus Toulouse. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the only one that would that would make that Toulouse might throw powerful, it up. I think. Northampton are at home to Treviso. Racing Metro are at home to Ospreys. Claremont are at home to Munster. Wasps are at home to Cast. And Scarlets are at home to Ulster. Yeah, Ulster will win. Ulster will probably win that one. Actually, yeah. Yes. Hmm. So do all home apart from Ulster and Toulouse. Slave to the favourites. Yeah. There's one more thing I did I did want to talk about, and that is There we go. Is this the music I think it is? is this, yeah, it's got a Christmassy vibe, yeah. This might be a totally stupid idea, and I noticed when I suggested it on WhatsApp, didn't get a reply. <laughs> I got <laughs> fine. What, what is this? Um Right. If you were to do the twelve days of Christmas song. No, I'm not saying we'll perform the song, but we know there's lots of rugby players that love to sing, as we've already you know, established. Yeah, there is a rugby version of this, and it's not suitable for a family-orientated podcast such as such as ours. Really? The Twelve Days of Rugby. Twelve Days of Rugby. Have you ever heard of the Twelve Days of Rugby, Phil? There's a different one that we got. Oh no, no, there is one. In fact, I think we sang it last last night on our little Christmas deal, very, very briefly. Um, I don't. You've know. never heard the Twelve Days of Rugby? No, go on. I'm not. I'm oh, not hold on a minute. It's, hold it's... on a minute. Hold on a minute. I just need to interrupt. Ralph, are you right? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, we're just recording the podcast, mate. I've got you. You're live on the podcast. You're right. Ah, yeah. Say hello. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, how far off fitness are you? Two weeks, I think. Oh, good. Oh, anyway, wow. There you go. A little exclusive for you on the Egg Chasers podcast, Nick Rouse, London Irish. Oh, well, super <laughs> superstar, Nick. Uh, Nick Rouse. He's stitched up. Who's he out with? What are you doing? Who's there? Jeb Sinclair. Is Jeb there? I'm just on my own. You're on your own? No, you're not. Jeb, Jeb's <laughs> there. I'm trying to talk. No, I'm on my own. I'm just there. Uh... Oh, my phone's gone dead. My phone's uh, gone dead. Uh, uh, dead exclusive, World then. exclusive, and you've not got your phone charged, Tim. Oh, it's just gone dead. Hold on. <laughs> Yo. Sorry, I, my phone went dead. Ah, oh, sorry. You were just saying you're doing what? Phil and Jay here, by the way. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Uh, yeah, I... You sound tired. 
Yeah, I'm pretty knackered. <laughs> Busy day. Hard day training? Yeah. I have been, actually. Loads of rehab. We have to uh, train uh, probably harder than the rest, if I'm honest. Uh, how how is the knee? It is in, it is your knee shoulder, is injured. Shoulder. Oh, shoulder, shoulder is it? Shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. And how is it? Yeah, uh, yeah it's good. I uh, I should be back in a few weeks. So good news. Um, so what were you, yeah, what what were you calling for? Uh, Christmas presents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I have a, an AeroPress coffee maker, please, Nick? <laughs> yeah. No worries. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Take it easy, later. Bye. Um, so where were we? Twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. There um, is actually a rugby version of it. I'm not going to say it on on the oh, podcast. Can you, can you like say roughly what the lyrics are without being rude? No, I can't because every one of them is very rude. <laughs> but you can describe it in a different way. You can use euphemisms. <laughs> okay, yeah. So five is um, five uh, five. Uh, no, I can't. I just can't. I can't even think of anything. Funny. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. We're going to go quiet for a second. Jay's going to tell us what five is. Five, um, five, uh, oral. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, tell me another one. And a red MG. And a, and a a, a, a pleasuring from another person in a sports car of British origin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point was, and I wondered if we could make this our mission to assemble before Christmas another one, but maybe that features things about rugby or rugby players that you would want to be represented in a 2014 song, the 12 days, yes. the 12 rugby days of Christmas. Like five Stuart Oldings. Nice. Yeah. Very oh, good. Oldings, I like that. Or old school fans might go five Mark Rings, the Welsh centre. Mm. Very good. So yeah. there you go. There's one for starters. So get thinking and get in touch at Rugby Podcast. We will start properly next week, just giving you a little heads up about what's coming. We're going to make a 12 Days of Rugby Can song I... and we're going to, that's, that's how we're going to honour Christmas on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. And we want your help. Perfect. Instead of um, milking, it could be rucking. Okay. Dan braids are rucking. Oh, or, nice. Or, you, know, or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. I so, like, yeah, I like that. So there we go. We'll try and make one. We'll see if we can, but we need your help to do that. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. That's also where you can um, have a look at that little um, fan cam video that the wonderful Canterbury team did. And that's also where you can hear, well, usually, and if, if, if there's ever spelling mistakes and avert negativity, <laughs> particularly aimed at officials, then that's JB. <laughs> if it's statistically based, it's Phil. Normally. Yeah. And if it's sat on the fence, <laughs> yeah. it's me. With some caps locks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, caps locks. I do love my caps locks for emphasis. <laughs> Hell yeah. There's a weird words that, 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 you, that, you, that you emphasize. Which is you can't italic. You can't italic yeah. on, uh, on Twitter. <laughs> you want to italic? <laughs> <laughs> I like to express I'm myself in my words. I'm that I can't italic on, on any device. <laughs> right, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Uh, see you later, for, uh, JB. Sorry. Goodbye, Tim. In a bit. Oh, should we do a rugby okey yeah. to sing us out? Oh, who, do yeah. you want? who do you want? Who do you want? Do you know what I want? I want the um, Benji Marshall. Not heard that for ages. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I know Sa- it's not Benji Marshall. Sammy Tide with Benji Marshall. The He's gone back to rugby league again, didn't he? Had a yeah. very short stint. There you go. That, he plays the same position as Sam Burgess did. He went to Auckland Blues and he's gone back to rugby league before he was before he bedded himself in. But here they are doing oh, Craig yeah. David. Benji Marshall. Sam Friday on the footy show live. Big cheer, guys. We'll see you next time. Monday, took her for a drink on Tuesday. 
We were making love by Wednesday And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday We chilled on Sunday Monday I took her for a drink on Tuesday We be making love by Wednesday And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday We chilled on Sunday One, two, three into the four Benjamin, semi T knocking at your door Ready to make an entrance, so back on up Cause you know we about to rip it up Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble Benjamin, semi together, now you know you're in trouble Monday Took her for a drink on Tuesday. We be making love by Wednesday. And on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we chilled on Sunday. Thank you, boys. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.